0: You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, Episode 73. One of the key things for us as coaches
1: is to manage not just our energy, but manage our own beliefs of what's going on. Our clients are mirrors for us often. Thank goodness. It's a beautiful thing about our profession is that we are learning all the time from our clients.
0: Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders,
1: decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful
0: coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and we are here to talk about strategies, tools, and resources for coaches. We are going to be focusing in on an incredibly important subject today, but I want to start by just once again expressing my gratitude to all of you, to those guests that come on the show and share their expertise and their knowledge and their insights with the audience for all of you who bring your incredible energy as listeners to the show and provide feedback. And let me know how the show is going. I'm so appreciative to all of you. As we are all energy forces and all living beings are are forces of energy, how we show up with our energy in a session is incredibly important, and that is going to be the focus of today's show. Now, our guest is going to today focus on what energy we as coaches bring into the session And then we are going to do another episode in a couple weeks where... Meg will come back and our guest also happens to be Meg. She will come back and we're going to be interviewing her around how we help clients manage their energy and how we respond to their energy in sessions. And you're going to be invited into that interview. So listen to our interview. And at the end, we're going to be talking about what you would need to do to be able to join the interview on the 20th of March. Now, let me tell you about our guest today. Meg Mann is a master certified coach who is passionate about coaching and living a purposeful life. She's a native of Florida and had a successful 15-year career as an attorney before she moved to Eastern Europe with her husband in 1994. And then in 1995, they created a company offering leadership education and executive coaching, The company, Clarity Professional Development, is based in Portugal, and to date, they have worked in 25 different countries with professionals of more than 70 different nationalities. Now, Meg completed her formal coach training in 2004. She's been an MCC since 2008. She's been involved in many different ICF global events, committees, training programs, mentoring and assessing. Meg will be talking us to us today from Portugal where she and her husband and their two dogs reside. Now, Meg has provided a handout for us to be able to get clarity around this whole subject of energy mastery. And if you want to download that before you listen to the interview, go to starcoachshow.com and on the resource page, there'll be a link where you can download Meg's slide deck with lots of great information. She's not necessarily going through the slides, slide by slide in today's interview. We're having a discussion about energy mastery, but she has provided slides with a great deal of information. So go to starcoatshow.com and on the resource page, you can download her slides either before you listen to the interview or after the interview, but you're definitely going to want to get that resource. Let's go to our interview with Meg Mann. Welcome, Meg, to the Star Coach Show. Today's going to be the Meg Show. I know, Meg and Meg. (laughs) It is so much fun to have you on the show because you're talking about something that is so key in the work that we do with other people. And when we think about what we bring to sessions as coaches, I don't know that we're always tuned into that. And I think it's really Mm. important that we're incredibly tuned into that. So when we talk about our own personal energy, Mm -hmm. and what we as coaches bring to a session, so what focus do you have on that? Tell us a little bit more about how that impacts what we do as coaches.
1: I want to just step back for a second and tell yeah. you that that what prompted me to, to have this big aha moment about it was when I read Jill Bolt Taylor's book, My Stroke of Insight, and then I saw her interviewed with Oprah, and there was a line in the book, and she repeated it with Oprah. It was each of us is responsible for the energy we bring into a room. And she was talking about it in context of her recovery from her stroke. Uh, When she was in the hospital, she couldn't distinguish individual people. She could only pick up on energies. There was warm energy. There was the kind, loving energy of her mother. She didn't know it was her mother. (laughs) It was the cold nurse and the distant doctor and all of this. Anyway, that struck me and I thought, oh my gosh, we're responsible for the energy we bring into a room. And then it dawned on me that as coaches, that level of responsibility is even higher when you think about w- what it is that we do and what it is that's within our our profession of holding this space in this safe space being mm-hmm. objective holding the the client in the highest regards not being attached to any outcome there are a lot of things that we have to sort of self manage or manage in the in the coaching process that takes energy mm-hmm. <laughs> So if we're not bringing our best energy and we're not able to maintain that energy, whoa. Anyway, so that was what yeah. prompted me to start connecting the dots about my fascination with, with who we are as energetic beings and what it means for us as coaches because that responsibility or the, the role commands that we do it even, at an even
0: higher level because as we partner with our clients, it's really our responsibility to come at our best so that we can help our clients get to where they need to be. That's right.
1: Yeah. And, and, and so there are pieces of it. I think a lot of us in our coach training learned about how do we become, or maybe have some little rituals of being fully present and Mm -hmm. kind of becoming aware of when we're not so present and how we get ourselves back to being present. But there's so many other levels of it that that take it to a more subtle thing of being able to distinguish when we're picking up the client's energy shifts or when they've said something that strikes one of our old energy patterns or we're having a particularly bad day and we rush into a coaching session, we're bringing that energy with us. So what
0: what can we do about that?
1: Well, it takes practice. And and I think that this is one of the things that we encourage our clients to do as well, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm
1: practicing new behaviors. So I think for me, the biggest step is, and what I try and encourage coaches to do is to first of all, become aware, start paying attention to your energy centers. and, And it's not so much, I mean, we are made up of energy centers and you don't have to go and study the chakras and learn all about that, but just start paying attention to some fundamentals of how am I feeling physically? How am I feeling emotionally? Because our emotions and our thoughts and beliefs send out vibrations. Even what's going on physically sends out a vibration, right? Mm -hmm. You've met somebody who's in, you could tell immediately when somebody's in a bad mood, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You you don't need to read the body language. You're picking up that, that, right? So paying attention to ourselves what's going on with me physically? What's going on with me emotionally? What's going on with me mentally? Because those thoughts are sending out. Uh, vibrations what 's going on with me spiritually? Am I really living in accordance with my values? so all of those things integrate to actually give us signals mm-hmm. We have a lot of s- signals in our own mechanism we 're very we 're very highly developed and yet we pay more attention to our mobile phones and our other devices than we do to our own signals you know. I I have to remind myself, in fact, one of the things I can do, what I do is every time I check my mobile phone to see how the battery level is, Uh I pause and say, okay, where are my own battery battery? levels? Wow, that's neat. Am I I hydrated? Am I tired? Am I feeling energetic? Where am I physically? Mm -hmm. What's going on mentally for me? How am I feeling about this experience I'm in? Am I in alignment with my best self? So... That's a kind of a long answer to your question about what we can do. And the first thing is being more heightened in our awareness of ourselves and what signals we're picking up from ourselves. That makes it much easier for us to discern when things are happening to us that can affect the coaching relationship and how we respond in those moments when when our coaching clients say things or have their own energy shifts.
0: So does that we, make sense? It does make sense because I think the first step to so many things is increasing awareness. I mean, if we're sure. not aware of, of things, then we're not going to be able to impact them We're not because we just flow with them and flowing right. with them might not be where we want. And right. you you talk in your work about energy leaks, which I love because for years as a therapist, I would talk to my clients about where's the emotional leak? Where, yes. you know, your, your energy is just flowing sort of out of a back door or a drain that you're not tuned into. So let's tune into where is that drain? Where is that leak? And when we have energy leaks as coaches, how can that potentially influence the relationship that we're trying to establish in the coaching partnership?
1: Well, you probably see it was, yeah, I just like the concept that we're leaking energy. I just sprout energy. (laughs) And for me, one of the first realizations was recognizing that the leaks were occurring As I said, firstly, on what energy I'm bringing to the room, you know, my frenzied, stressed, or if I spent time to gather my thoughts and become present. The second thing I started noticing of leaking energy was my judgments about my clients. And so, with that, what I mean by that is by it's distracting me and leaking my energy that is my best energy Mm -hmm. that prevents me from being that coach of objective, holding space, holding the client in positive regard, right? For who the client is on that given day. And if I have allowed the, that leak of judgment on the client, mm-hmm. that kind of impedes it. So the leaking of energy, it's like anything else. It depletes your resources
0: to be your best. Right. So, so let's say we have those clients that are sort of challenging, Challenging yes. for us, and maybe they're even ones that we look on our calendar and we're like, "Oh, I've got this person today." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're you of those? Yeah, have you? maybe yeah. once or twice. I've had a client who might be a bit of a stomachache client. And when we know that, when we are aware that maybe this client has a behavioral attribute or something that, that might lead towards that judgment, what do you recommend we do yeah. to be able to stay present and hold that client in an unconditional positive regard?
1: I think it's, again, first of all, it's becoming aware of it. And you know, often as coaches, we invite our clients to reframe and to and through the reframing, process we ask, we explore what's going on. So we can do that a little bit of self-coaching for ourselves. Mm-hmm. What's really going on? What are the buttons that are getting pushed? So what, what is it about this client that we find particularly challenging? And again, one of the, the key things for us as coaches is to manage our, not just our energy, but manage our own beliefs of what's going on. Our clients are mirrors for us often thank goodness. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing about our profession is that we are learning all the time from our clients. So maybe they're pushing a button that's an old pattern of beliefs that we need to let go of, we need to shift, we need to reframe. So I think just that exploration, first is awareness, second is exploration, what's really going on. Are they pushing a button that was from, I don't know, your the old boss you had that you just couldn't stand or an ex or... Yeah,
0: a, a some, sibling.
1: <laughs> yeah, any, some of those powerful yeah. relationships that... Exactly. Is it another relationship that's, that's reminiscent of some of that languaging that has nothing to do with your client or something else that's irritating you going on in your life and it just is sort of manifesting in that relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think some real good exploration, some possible reframe of saying, what if I'm here to learn from this client?
0: Oh, I like that.
1: What if I was to view this client in a different way? Mm-hmm. What if I go in as a learner, not as a coach being challenged? And once you've done a lot of those different steps and you're still coming to the conclusion that, you know what, this, it may just not be a good fit. And then see, because I've done that. When I first started out, I, I I took on the challenge of having every challenging client I could could get. I wanted to work with leaders who were challenged by challenging issues. I kept repeating this word, challenging. <laughs> this is
0: what I want. This is what and, I want. And then I found
1: them challenging. You know, and my dear like... mentor trainer, Vicki, was going, well, you sort of <laughs> you <laughs> <gotta> <laughs> ask for it. Yeah. So, what did you put yeah. Out there? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So, you know, asking yourself, what What is it that I attracted and what have I learned? And maybe they're not, it's not a good fit, maybe it's not your ideal client, but learn from that. All of it's going to be valuable for you. But I, I have found that often what's happened is buttons are getting pushed that have nothing to do with the client. And once I've opened myself to looking at it from a different perspective and that reframe, recognizing that there's so much potential there. For both of us in this coaching relationship. And it's completely flipped itself. So what happens, I'm bringing different energy to that coaching relationship, I'm bringing the energy of potentiality of possibilities of no holding it in that objective space without judgment. And all of a sudden, the client shifts. And I'm thinking, wow, they've become a really good client. Well, no, they haven't. (laughs) Well, maybe they have. They were a good client all along. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and these are life skills, but in particular in the coaching relationship, because as I said, we have that responsibility of holding them in positive regard and looking to the who, mm-hmm. we have the responsibility of self-management. And you put those things together, it's it it's on us to really take a close look at why the client is, is deemed challenging. Right. In the same way, we can look at the other, the, on the other side, we can look at the client that we absolutely love. Right? What is it that we love about them? Um, is that judgment
0: impacting the relationship? Does that keep us from perhaps being as, as, much of a, a accountability partner or a, a, you know, holding that positive challenge for the client as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really insightful. So it comes back again to tuning into what we bring and how that impacts how we show up as a coach. Right. Right. And that, that awareness, that, that piece of awareness, you, you talk about energy pillars. What mm-hmm. are the energy pillars? Okay. Well, I think I sent
1: you a diagram of it. For me, I, I started seeing these as sort of like those pillars of the batteries that we have on our phones or our iPads or something that show where the... the where the most energy is gone. you like, yeah. what has
0: used the energy. Yeah. Right.
1: When it's kind of depleted, those little bars that are going on. And through the work of Tony Schwartz and Bill Lohr in their book, Powerful Engagement, that came out, I don't know, about 15 20 years ago, actually, they divided the energy things into these four areas of mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And I got to thinking about those in terms of us having these four bars or pillars where we could begin to look at the levels of those and see what what is de- being depleted, what do we need to tap up? And if one starts to get low, then it can impact the others. Mm-hmm. As I say, I mean, we've all been through that... Where we've had little sleep, haven't eaten much. Chances are we
0: could get irritable. And <laughs> never. <laughs> we, I don't never. know about your life, Meg, but yeah. you know irritability. Yeah. Just yeah. ask. Happen. Never.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you know again, paying attention to what happens when you've had too much coffee and too little right. sleep, mm-hmm. and some things would will irritate you that normally wouldn't bother you at all. Right. So physical really impacts greatly. The pillar of. The mental, as I said, if you're worried about something or if you're staying in the future, or one of my things that I do so beautifully is regret things <laughs> after something. I go, oh, why did, oh I forgot yeah, to ask that. And then that, it or, just
0: oh, eats away. Yes.
1: yes. And so I'm not fully present. Mm-hmm. So those mental things that are going on, the judgments, as I said earlier, we talked about judging the clients. Those are mental things that distract us and deplete our energy pillar of mental. Emotional. All of our emotions have vibrations. So if we are at a level of, uh, well, anger is actually at a higher level of vibration than depression, right? but Mm -hmm. it's far lower than say acceptance or or, or happiness, joy, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So paying attention to where we are in that pillar. And then as I mentioned, the spiritual, what they talk about in their book is the spiritual is when we're aligned in our values. Do we feel on purpose in our lives? So all four of those are the pillars mm-hmm. that we want to be aware of where the levels are and how they're impacting the others. And what might we do? What kind of practices can we have to sort of recharge
0: mm-hmm.
1: to top them back up, plug it back in yeah, like we do our phone and give it a recharge. And often it can be something so simple. The simplest little strategies can really help to boost those levels and in, in, in top off where we've been leaking the energy.
0: Right so if we're aware of what leaks the energy we can be that much more aware of what we need to do to counter that right. if if we're tuned into ourselves and spend mm-hmm. that time creating mm-hmm. that awareness then yeah. we're that much better prepared to to plug in and yes. to to refresh those Yeah how do you see coaches that you work with using this information to sort of up their game with their clients, you know, being able, mm-hmm. and when I say game, obviously, this isn't a yeah, game that right. we're playing, but to, to really bring more to the table. Right. Yeah,
1: well, we all want to up our game in a way that, to use that sports mo- metaphor, right? We, we we're all all of us, I think, in this profession want to become even more professional and that learning never stops. Some of this, the things that I've, I've heard from, from the coaches I mentor in this area and who've gone through this with me, is that they've deepened their practice of, of coaching presence before before going into coaching sessions. They've become far more aware of their own energy levels in every aspect of their life. They've started paying attention. And I think one of the side benefits from several people has been how much it's affected their relationships at home. <laughs> it's really improved <laughs> the energy that they're bringing to their own relationships, which is kind of cool. They they are recognizing more frequently in the coaching sessions themselves when it's the client's energy or when it's one or when it's one of their patterns that's coming up. So in that moment that something triggers, they are more quickly able to say, Ah, okay, that's okay, my okay. So they're there. able to identify it, own what's theirs, let the exactly. client own what's theirs. And so they're better able in that moment to be fully present in, in the strategies of mirroring and repeating back or challenging with direct communication for the client. So again, it's, just, it's the heightened awareness. They take much better care of the practices, as I said, in, in Becoming Present. They're more aware of their physical signals on the things of drinking more water, getting mm-hmm. good sleep, movement, little strategies that I recommend that they do on, on how we can increase our, our energy. Just with certain, we, we've been doing some mudra sequences and different other energy movements in our classes. And that helps a lot To It only takes minutes right. to do those things to give yourself a little bit of a boost. And I think that underlying all of that is they've become, they've become better at self-coaching on the limiting beliefs. Those things that get in their way of bringing the best of themselves to coaching,
0: so again all really to powerful stuff, no, but yeah. but really powerful. I'm wondering in the work that you do, what other kinds of like mindfulness techniques at all do you re- i mean does meditation come into it all does mm-hmm. uh, I love how you keep saying the whole concept of hydrating simple things like that that people just yes. don't think about yes. that. Really impact the way that we show up? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And,
1: and I'm a big one just on hydrating, mm-hmm. certainly movement. Mm-hmm. doing a quick body scan just as you sit in your chair and kind of just close your eyes and do a scan. where, where are you? What's going on? What, what might you be feeling? And it's not about analyzing it. We don't The beauty of where we are, I think, in, in, in our world today is that we don't always need to know the why. I mean there are some things that going back and exploring the why and, and what for is helpful, but oftentimes
0: it's it's one it's of the a, it's a like a vortex of yes. this that can pull us in and away exactly. from sort of moving forward. Yeah. Right. And again, as coaches, we're <clears> always <throat> wanting
1: to look forward. So just in that moment, just recognizing what's happening with it, asking for it to be released, a simple just asking. In terms of the mindfulness, yes, absolutely. I'm I'm a big fan of mindfulness. There are a lot of techniques that I learned from working with uh, Dr. Russ Harris, who it, wrote the book, The Happiness Trap. And he's he's got some great little, simple little techniques that you can do of putting like your worries and the things that are preoccupying you. And instead of have, being gripped by them in front of, with your hands in front of you, just, just gently put them down, put your hands down. Eckhart Tolle is another one. I, I'm a big fan of his work and, and the Power of Now, and he has a book on practicing the power of now. I'm also a big fan of doing things that are that are adapting strategies that work for you that you can do pretty quickly. Yeah. That's not to say that you don't have a longer meditation practice at the end of the day or clearing practices or exercise, but in our busy lives, it helps to have some of those uh, at
0: the toolbox of some quick fixes, if you will. Right, because so. we might only have 10 minutes between sessions or exactly. and we want to get clear and f- able to focus on the next client. Absolutely. So there's a, I think I put that in the tours that
1: I have, but anyway, it, there's a great energy healer called Donna Eden, who's a real character. And she has on YouTube a free daily energy routine that takes four or five minutes to do. And even just some of those exercises, doing those before you go into a session, can really help to get you back in center. So awareness, energy, movement with mm-hmm. you know moving your body. The other thing I love to do is I have on my phone the recording of children laughing at a playground. Oh, <laughs> I love honey. to hear ba- babies laugh. Baby's laughing, crack me up. So, <laughs> right, oh, and uh, it, it, you can't help but see you're laughing. You can't. Right? Help but oh no, laugh. I just think about it and I laugh. Yeah, I know exactly. So I have that on my phone. To it just completely shifts my energy right away. Uh, pictures of of puppies. A picture of something that you absolutely love. Put it on your uh, again. Have it on your phone ready to do. It will shift your energy in a nanosecond. I have the song. Pharrell Williams, happy, you know, that's Uh another one. Music, dancing, laughter. I'm not suggesting that we ignore our feelings because those are important things. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to mask it by being the little cheerleader of, oh, no, just think positive thoughts. That's not what I'm encouraging you to do. It's just because you may need to come back to those patterns later. Whatever is coming up for you with thoughts and beliefs, emotions. Absolutely, we need to own those. But before you go into a coaching session, may not be the time
0: for exploration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have to cancel our session. I'm needing to do a deep dive. <laughs> exactly. Myself. Yes. Yes. I gotta coach myself here. Yeah. I gotta call my
1: I gotta call my coach. <laughs> yeah, that may happen. But you know, it's so I'm not see, please understand all of your listeners understand. I'm not <laughs> suggesting that you just flip a switch and go, oh yeah, yeah, everything's hunky dory and you know, put on the rose colored glasses. You don't. But for that moment, shift your energy, come back to present, be with your client. You can, and you can do that in a session when you find you're distracted. Reset, push your reset button. Then later, as you are doing your more lengthy practice, journaling or meditation or or
0: visiting Whatever. with your
1: coach, yeah. Or, vi- or talking with your coach, your therapist, whomever mm-hmm. you, you know, your your thought partner on it, and you're doing your own work, absolutely come back to those things that you've noticed about your own energy. Does that, I, I hope that, I've made that no, distinction. that's perfect.
0: That's perfect. Mm-hmm. We know that we're not the only ones in session. Absolutely. We also have a client. That we're in session with. And Meg has agreed to come back and do another show with us that I'm so excited about. It's going to be something new that we've never done before, which is to invite you, the listener, to our taping so that you can ask Meg questions about how we help manage the client, help the client manage their energy in a session as well but we want you to come. We want you to bring your questions. And Meg has also supplied us a handout that will be on the resource page. And the first part of it is about managing our energy. The second part of that is managing a client's or working with a client to help them manage their energy. So you can look through that and think about that as, as well as we get ready to do our second show on the client's energy and how that impacts the core competencies. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add about that, Meg? No, I'm just excited about it. I'm super yeah. excited about it. This was Meg's idea and I was like, oh yes, let's do that. Meg, thank you for joining us to yeah. share this very thank important you. topic around energy in, in coaching and managing our energy. Well, thank you, Meg.
1: It's been a real pleasure and I wish everybody happy Energy Mastery. And happy coaching.
0: We would love to have you join us for our taping of Meg's second interview when we're going to be focusing on how we as coaches help clients manage their energy, how we respond to shifts in energy in the session, to responding to emotional cues by the client and helping our clients manage their energy. If you would like to come and be a part of that process and ask Meg some questions, go to starcoachshow.com and click on the link to be able to register for that interview. That interview is going to be on Tuesday, March 20th at noon central time one o'clock Eastern time. All you have to do is click on the link and register so that you can get the information and get invited to that interview. And I encourage you to download Meg's wonderful slide deck so that you can Be familiar with some of the things that she's going to talk about, but also so that that can spur some curiosity for you. Because you're going to be the interviewers, you are going to be asking Meg the questions on that interview. I look forward to it and hope that you can join us on March 20th. Also, while you're on the Star Coach website at starcoachshow.com, on the contact page, put your name in for the book giveaway. We are currently on our last week of Ignite Your Leadership, proven tools for leaders to energize their team, fuel momentum, and accelerate results. That was provided by author Kathy Sparrow. Now, you're going to want to be sure that you tune in again next week when we have Lisa Patrick on the show. Lisa is dynamic, she is brilliant, and she's going to help us be able to monetize what we know, being able to bring our content forward in such a way that we bring value, and we make a living by doing that through providing trainings and being able to build courses that work toward continuing education for other people. So Lisa is incredibly dynamic. You're going to want to be sure to join our show next week. Until next week, this is your host, Meg Rentschler, wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Until then...